Tara Lee Cobble is the creator and host of The Bible Recap and the author of the book by the same name. She founded D Group, an international network of weekly discipleship and Bible study groups, and she hosts a daily radio show called The God Shot. Tara Lee, thanks so much for joining us on Takeaways. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm really looking forward to this because I love the Bible. I love to wake up early in the morning and read it or read a devotional that is commentary on specific Bible verses. And I, I can't wait to hear your favorite how-tos on Bible study. But, but I have to ask you to get us started. Uh, what got you so interested in the Bible? I mean, did you grow up going to church? Were you, uh, you know, the contestant on the Bible Bee? Were you the Awana uh, <laughs> Bible Memory Quiz Gold Star winner? I do love some Awana. I did grow up in church. My family was a big church three times a week, private Christian school. My family owned a Christian bookstore. So very early on, I was steeped in the word. But spoiler alert, I didn't value it that much. So that was um, one of the problems that I think a lot of us who've grown up in church have been challenged by is our lives have been saturated in this thing that we go, okay, I know that's true, but how does that impact me? Why should I care? So what was your aha moment? What, what, what caused you to sit, the lights to go on? Well, I, had, I went into full-time ministry right out of college, and I was in full-time ministry, and mostly like I was doing some speaking, some writing, things like that, and a pastor friend of mine pulled me aside after an event one night and said, um, Terry, Lee, have you read the whole Bible? And I said, I'm sure I've pieced it together over the years, you know, like all the church I just mentioned, selling Christian books, things like that. And he said, I think you should read the whole thing, read it in the order that it happened, read it chronologically so you get the storyline of what's happening. And he said, you can read the whole thing in 12 minutes a day. And Kirk, my first thought was, I don't want to. I've tried. It's confusing. Parts of it are boring. I don't understand how it applies to me. I want to just dwell in these parts that I know really well, that I feel like I understand the, the good parts and not have to deal with those confusing hard parts. I don't want to read the whole thing. But he offered to answer my questions along the way. And so I would, about once a week, I would have two to three hours worth of questions that he started filling me in on things. I was reading things I'd never read, seeing things I'd never seen, understanding things I'd never understood. And like the, the hard part of the story is I got to the end of it the first time I read through and I didn't like God. I didn't like what I was seeing. And that was heartbreaking. I'm in full-time ministry. This is all I've ever known. And the hardest part was I knew it was true. Like I knew it was true. And so now this is who God really is. And I don't like him. What do I do about that? Uh. So I'm confessing all this to my pastor friend. And he says to me, okay, I have a new challenge for you. Read it again. And this time stop looking for yourself and start looking for God. What does he love? What does he hate? What motivates him to do what he does? So I was reading through and halfway through the old Testament, I fell in love with him. Like I just, it transformed everything to have this whole new lens to read scripture through. I had always been looking for myself in scripture. What are the promises? What are the things I can cling to, to back God into a corner? How can I please God? How can I be a good Christian? Uh. And to read it, to understand who he is, that was my aha moment. Do you think it's uh, necessary for people to read the Bible in order to really understand who God really is? Because I know people who would say, I'm a spiritual person. I know people who would even say, well, I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus. I, I like a lot of the stuff that he said, but I just don't believe that I have to read a book to understand who the creator of the universe is. 
Here's maybe a really relatable example for you. You've done a lot of movies. You've done a lot of TV. You've done a lot of interviews. Suppose somebody came to you and said, um, man, I love Kirk Cameron. I, I love, I've seen, I've seen the shows he's been on. I've seen the movies he's been in. I love his work. Um, I have his book on my coffee table. I don't want to read his book. I don't want to have a conversation with him. Mm. But man, I have the, the posters on my wall. And these people who have, want to experience God apart from the way that he has chosen to reveal himself to humanity. To me, it is making God in our own image Mm. as opposed to seeing who God has told us that he is. And it's kind of, wouldn't that feel kind of insulting to you? Like you don't know the real me. (laughs) Like don't, don't talk about who Kirk Cameron is. If you've only seen my movies, if you haven't had a conversation with me or read something that I've written, they don't really know who you actually are. So, Terry Lee, why is it important to regularly approach the scriptures, regular Bible reading? Uh, I mean, why isn't it enough to say, well, I know the story. I get it. All right. I read Genesis. I understand the garden, the fall. We get through Moses and the Old Testament. Jesus comes. He solves the sin and the death problem. And heaven is at the finish line. Uh, I'm done. Been there. Done that. I know the message. Yeah, it's easy to think that way for sure. And I think I have been guilty of that at many times. And what I've realized is that's a pretty pragmatic, practical approach to something that is inherently relational. It is, okay, I have the information. That's all I need. Um, I have the directions to get where I'm going. Yeah. And it's not relational at all. And this is the God of the universe who has invited us into relationship with himself. And if we're like, yeah, yeah, just give me the directions. That's all I need. I need to know how to get to heaven. I need to know how to like not commit any of the embarrassing sins. And then my life is good. And most of our daily messaging is coming from the world, social media, other people around us that we may or may not get to choose who those people are. They might be the people that we work with. They might be the people in our family. And we're getting so much of our messaging about life from those people. But to go to the source of life, the author of life for life daily, for the daily bread, that's the good stuff. That's the good stuff. It seems to us like your reading of the Bible and studying the Bible uh, uh, religiously, systematically, um, has really made a deep impact on you. Why are you devoting yourself toward helping other people to study the Bible, other people to really understand who God is? You know, I think because I spent so much of my life feeling like I was following this God that I thought I knew, but I didn't really know him. And once I turned the corner on that, after having read through the Bible that second time, once I turned the corner on that, I uncovered so much joy and peace and things that I had been trying to like cobble together over the years through my own means. And I found it in him. And so I know that there are so many people out there watching right now who they are struggling because they feel like there's a joy in Christianity that they can't quite access. Mm. They hear about this peace, but they don't feel it on the day to day. And you know what? I discovered how to get to it. And it's by trying to find God in his word. And it wasn't some new idea I invented. It was taught to me by someone who had it taught to them. And so I realized God has equipped equipped and gifted me to teach it to other people. And I can help people understand who God is uh, a little better than they did before before today. And so I love doing that. It brings me so much joy to watch somebody whose story is like mine come alive when they read the word instead of just feel like it's dry. I, I love also, Tara Lee, that you talk about in your resources that people should be looking for the God shot in the passages of scripture that they're reading. What does that mean? And, and why is that important? 
Yeah. So when we were working on, I say we, I had a team of, uh, my board was helping me choose the resources to study for the Bible recap. And everybody's idea was that each day should end with an application point. What's your takeaway? What's your go and live this out, which is important. Scripture does call us to live out what we read. But my thought was, these people are taking on a big challenge to read through scripture, to try to be in the word every day, to try to understand it. And what I want to do is instead of give them an additional thing to do, I want to continue to prompt them and remind them to look for God and his character. Because instead of at the end of the day, being burdened by a to-do list, they're going to be buoyed by the character of God. Their hearts are going to be transformed and they're going to start to live out of that place where they start to live in response to the love that they have for him, as opposed to a checklist. It becomes relational. And so the God shot is just our fancy way of summarizing looking for God. What is the snapshot of God and his character from that day's reading? It is your who I beheld God to be. So that instead of, for instance, instead of you reading scripture and going, okay, I need to be more patient with my children. I need to be more patient with my children. And maybe you failing at that and then feeling the next day like, oh, I really dropped the ball. I don't want to read the Bible again today because I didn't even do what I'd learned yesterday. You leave going, God has been so patient with me. God demonstrates his patience towards sinners like me. He's so long-suffering. And when we begin to worship those praiseworthy attributes about God that we find in the God shot, that little snapshot, our hearts begin to be transformed by the work of the Holy Spirit, who has made us aware of that, helped us see it in in the word that he's written, and ignites our hearts to be more like him, to be conformed to the image of his son. I love that. I love that. That's a, that's a different way of reading the scriptures. And you're making me think about passages in my mind right now. Uh, you read the story of Joseph and you see him being betrayed by his brothers and thrown into a pit and sold into slavery and all these things. Wow, how would I handle that if I, that were me and I was in the pit and I was in the prison or I was Daniel and I was trying to... And then you go, wait a minute, where's God in all of this? And then I go, wait a minute... God was providentially working behind the scenes and gets Joseph set up to where he's second in command and he saves the whole world. And he is there. You go, wait a minute. And if, and if I can then just live out of that place of knowing that I am in a relationship with that kind of a God, that he is maybe behind the scenes working out all these details of my life so that maybe the pit that I'm in, the difficulty I'm experiencing is really all going to work out in a later chapter in this book of my life. And I can go through this with joy now. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it, Kirk. Good, good work. Um, this is your, your first test and you passed. But um, the, the idea of learning the character of God so that we don't have to kind of muster up our own patience, exactly what you just said. You don't have to muster up your own obedience. You get to lean into who God says he is and know that his spirit dwells in you be able to access those things and that trust and that hope in the greater story. Boy, that's so, that's so important. Um, right now, I've got a, a young man who is uh, in our family who is going through some chemotherapy treatments and radiation treatments. And so often we want to just say, what's the right prayer? What's the right verse to send? What's the right? And I go, wait a minute. What if I just need to remember who the real God is? Mm-hmm. What if I go through the Proverbs and the Psalms and it just reminds me where my refuge is and I just lean on that God of faithfulness, the great healer? Uh, maybe maybe that's where we need to go rather than just, like you say, a to-do list of uh, the right kind of prayer by looking in the index section uh, at the back of some Bible. I love that. It seems very right. organic and yeah. the right way to read through the Bible. It's been transformative for me. And again, by no means do I want to diminish obeying God's word and doing what God says. There is joy in that even mm. when our hearts aren't inclined toward it. 
Even when we don't want to obey, it's important that we do. There is joy and fruit just in the obedience, even if all I learn is discipline. But to do it from a heart that's transformed out Mm -hmm. of love, you know, if you go home and you wash the dishes because you have to versus washing the dishes because, man, you love your wife and it just makes her so happy, those are different experiences. Terry, you often say, he is where the joy is. What, What do you mean by that? So in Psalm 1611, David is writing and he is talking about God. And he says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Fullness of joy forevermore. That sounds good to me. (laughs) Sign me up. Where do I get that? And David says, and David, who has everything, David owns palaces, so many women, all the money, all of the feasts. And he says, it's not in those things. Fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore, those are found in God. And so I am, I'm on a treasure hunt every day to find God in scripture because he's where the joy is. And that's how we end every day of the Bible recap, whether you do the podcast or the YouTube channel or the book, that's how we end every day. He's where the joy is. Terry, I, I love to wake up early in the morning before I go to the gym. It's quiet, it's dark, and I pour a cup of coffee and I sit down and I love to, to read passages of the Bible. And I've had different ways of studying over time, study one book, uh, go through a chronological study of the Bible, try to get through the whole thing in a year. Um, when people just start out, is there sort of a, a beginner's guide to reading the Bible? What would you recommend? For a lot of people, there are two pro tips that I'll give them if they're just starting out. I think for some people, it's helpful to start in the New Testament. And we have a New Testament plan for the Bible recap where you just do that in 92 days. And it's three months of reading about 12 minutes a day, about three chapters a day. And then the recap is about eight minutes on audio or video where I just sort of explain what you just read or two pages of the book to recap it. But what I want to give people a little bit of a a helpful, maybe hopeful hint on is that a lot of us are auditory learners. Mm. And so for the bulk of human history, that's how scripture was consumed. So if you find yourself glazed over as you're looking at the pages of the Bible and you feel like I'm a bad Christian or something like that because you don't, you can't engage when you're reading visually, maybe try letting the Bible app read it to you. You can listen to it uh, with different accents, different versions of the Bible, different translations. And so that's not cheating since that's how, for the bulk of human history, people consumed scripture and you're still learning, you're still taking it in. So that's one of the things I would tell people is somebody who's just new at this, find your learning style. Uh Are you an auditory learner? Are you a visual learner? So for me, what I like to do, I learn a little bit both ways. I have my phone by my bed. When my alarm goes off, I open the Bible app. And I hit play on that day's Bible reading before my feet hit the ground. I want the word of God in my ears before my feet are on the ground. And so I'm listening to it as I'm making my coffee, as I'm getting ready, going over to sit down where my my actual print Bible is. And I'm catching maybe 70% of what it's saying, not catching everything, but it's sort of registering. And then I sit down and I open it up to that passage and I read it with my eyes. And sometimes if I have time, I do both simultaneously. Because I'm trying to get I'm trying to get everything I can out of that passage. I'm mining for gold. I'm mining for the joy, for the, for the character of God in that passage. And so those would be my tips is find your learning style, engage with that learning style. Um, maybe start with the New Testament if you're new to this, and then look for God. One of the ways that I love to study the Bible, and you tell me if you think this is valid, um, 
I like to listen to the Bible while I'm exercising. If I'm going for a three-mile three, three run out in the mountains, I get on my, my Audible app or my, the, the, the Prey app, and I, I put it in my ears, and I go running. And you know what? It makes my run go by like that, and I'm lost in the story, especially if I'm in the book of Acts, and people are getting shipwrecked, and, and, and people are getting you know stoned and, and falling out of windows and crashing through the roof. Uh, it's fantastic. Is, is that a legitimate way to yeah. study the Bible? I think every way that you can get the Bible in your eyes and ears is the best. And so I would, I would not discredit anybody. I know there have been times where I have been really busy. Now, I, a lot of people who, a lot of you viewers out there, you maybe have family. I'm single. I don't have any children. I don't have any pets. So I don't have these obstacles to getting in the word every day that a lot of you do have. And there is no shame in you listening to it on your commute, listening to it with your kids in the car. That's a great, they hear the Bible too. Listening to it when you're in the shower. Nothing is, no, there's no time or no wrong way to consume the word of God. Do you think reading through the whole thing in a year is good? That's kind of speed reading in my thought, even though it's 12 minutes a day. But then there's other pastors who say, no, why don't you camp out on the book of John for a year? Then you'll really know it. You know, uh, there, there's expository pastors who will do that verse by verse. Uh, do you find them both acceptable and helpful or is one better than the other? Oh, wow. I think there's merit to any time in God's word. I will not discourage anybody from whatever the Lord has called them to as far as Bible study. I will distinguish Bible study and Bible reading. Okay. Those to me are two different things. Okay. And the pastor who uh, challenged me to read through scripture, he said, the first time he did it, he did it in like 90 days. He said he was carrying a little pocket Bible with him, reading it at stoplights, reading it in elevators, reading it when he was standing in line at the grocery store mm. to just get the meta narrative, that overarching storyline. Yeah. And so what I found is that as you're reading that overarching storyline, there are places you really want to dig in. Yeah. So I usually have, I carve out some time on the weekend where I can dive in deeper to the questions I have, the things I want to study further, but I keep that daily reading in place. And again, 12 minutes a day. That's commercial breaks on your favorite show. Like you've got that time. And especially with the auditory option for us to say that we don't have that time is a bit, for most people, it's a bit of, of, of a, an untruth that we don't have the time. Right. And um, I love getting tools to help me understand what I'm reading. Some, some, there are free study Bibles online, things like that. You don't even have to spend any money. The Bible recap is free podcast, free YouTube. You can do that for free. Um, get some tools to help you understand. But I love the idea of doing Bible reading and Bible study as separate things. Yeah, that, that, that's so true because once we understand the big story, now we know where some of these doctrines drop into the story and why, the, why they're important. Mm -hmm. And then we can study those things. And uh, I grew up going to a church when I was 18, went to a church where we studied one verse at a time practically every Sunday. And I didn't have the big picture story of what was going on. Uh, so I, I agree with you. Both of those things are super important. Now, Terry, what about the portions of Scripture that are not so easy to understand? You know, like we drop into Leviticus. What do we do there? You know, and, and stuff like don't boil a goat in its mother's milk. I mean, where do I find the God shot in, in verses like that? So I think in those passages, a couple things that are helpful to remember is if you're reading chronologically, you have the context for that. I spent a lot of my life just opening my Bible in the morning and going, God, help me find a verse that you want to speak to me through, put my finger down like Bible roulette. And, you know, half the time it was really what I needed to hear. And half the time I was like, I don't understand this at all. Nothing else in my life did I treat that way. No other books did I treat that way. I don't treat a movie that way. I don't drop into it for five minutes and expect to understand the plot 
or even the scene I'm watching. And I definitely don't expect to fall in love with the main character if I'm just dropping into the movie for five minutes, wherever I want. And so I think reading it chronologically, which is again, not front to back, but in the order the story happened. uh, And you don't even need a chronological Bible for that. If you do the Bible recap, or even if you just want to use our reading plan, it's free. You can print out the reading plan. It'll tell you where to go. Um, but you get the idea of how the story unfolds and that helps you look for the character of God because you see what happened before it that prompts him to say what he's saying in that moment. And one of the things I love most, you know, the Psalms, it's this beautiful book of poetry and worship and lament and confession. And when you're reading chronologically, you go read the story of David and the atrocities that he committed against Uriah and Bathsheba. And then you go to the Psalms and you read the Psalm of Repentance yes. that he wrote. You see how those Psalms tie into the storyline. And so you're not only getting more of like, why did God do what he just did? Why did he kill those people? Why did he, what did he do? I don't understand. You get that. But you also get everybody else in scripture. You understand them a little better too. You're absolutely right. I never thought about that. Imagine if you just dropped into the book, uh, uh, one of the Lord of the Rings books, and you're like, why did Gandalf say that? That makes no sense. I mean, Frodo, what are you thinking? That, I, you know what? This book is just not speaking to me. Does that mean it's not an amazing story with an amazing author? Of course not. But you've got you've to grasp and get saturated in the entire story. Someone who's familiar with it would say, no, 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 you don't understand. Remember that Gandalf said that because that's going to come back later in another chapter and it's going to make all the difference. Tara Lee, what what are the benefits of reading the Bible together with others in a group? Oh, I love that. One of the things I love about it is you get a few different lenses and viewpoints on things. So like I mentioned, I'm I'm single. But when I study it with people who are married, they're able to speak into aspects of scripture that maybe wouldn't have jumped out at me. They're able to relate in different ways. Maybe they're able to correct some of my thinking on things. I learn from them. And One of the things I, you know, Kirk, I've read, I think I'm on my 15th trip through the Bible right now. And um, I just still keep learning stuff. There's still so much for me to learn about who God is. And if I can have other voices speaking into that as well, and we can like look at a study Bible, we can, we can have those conversations. This is what people in the, the ancient Jewish communities would do. They would open the Torah, unroll the scroll. They would read the text aloud, and then they would discuss it. And I love that, that group discussion. And plus, there's an accountability element in that that's really fun, um, that really keeps you reading, keeps you engaged. What do you do when you miss a day? All right, someone's going through your program, the Bible recap, and you miss a day. How do you uh, break the habit and not miss two days or three days and then finally just throw in the towel and give up like I have done so many times? Oh, what a relatable question. I'm sure a lot of your listeners are like, that's me. Um, People watching, let me challenge you. If you are that person who, like me, struggles with perfectionism, let's let's put that to death. Perfectionism has not served us well. So a lot of times if we miss one day, we're like, forget it. I'll start over again next year. We let our failure perpetuate further failure. And I think perfectionism keeps us from good things. And so when we miss that one day, we pick up and we start again the next day. It's one of the reasons why the Bible recap book doesn't have, it's not January 1, January 2, January 3. It's day one, day two, day three. Day two might be 18 days after day one. And that's okay. Every day that you are in God's word, you're right on time. And I promise you, I've seen people who have fallen behind in their reading plan. And the day that they pick up the reading plan and resume it, the Lord had a powerful message for them right in that timing. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please 
follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.